begins with this gate drop. Welcome once again to the Power to the Ground podcast. I am Steve. Welcome back, Jesse. Thank you very much, Steve. Epstein didn't kill himself. That's <laughs> just going to slide it every podcast. Maybe every podcast. Maybe every podcast. Uh, we got some fun stuff going on today. We're going to be talking about electric bikes. I know all of you are so excited right now. Hear us out. We're going to get there, but first, let's get to some spots. What's up, guys? Steve here. Thanks for listening to the Power to the Ground podcast, the dirt bike podcast that looks to revolutionize the media in motocross and supercross. We upload the podcast every Sunday at 4, and you can listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also check us out at www.power2theground.com, where you can find merch, giveaways, and exclusive web content. And if you want to join the conversation on Facebook, you can take part in weekly polls, and don't forget to share with all of your rider buddies. Now, back to the podcast. Electric bikes. I know that there are riders out there that their blood boils at the very mention of electric bikes. Yes. And um, we're going to spend the whole episode today talking about it. (laughs) So if your blood's boiling right now... Oh, just wait. Put on your big girl panties. So uh, this topic came up because of the Futures news. Yep. um, Which was that it was originally supposed to be this year. It's gotten pushed back uh, a full year. But the Futures are planned to be, as of, I guess, next year, all on electric bikes. That is the plan. Um, They didn't give a 100% confirmation that that's going to be happening. Um, The... They're, the reasoning that they're giving for it being pushed back is because the manufacturers didn't really give them a go-ahead. Um, and as far as stuff like this, look, KTM's really the only viable company that ha- – or the only company that has a viable electric bike at this point that would, like, compete. Um, so I think what happened was, like, Kawasaki, Yamaha, and Suzuki probably weren't too keen on the idea of – every futures rider just riding a ktm yeah and that you know in the interest of the competition and the fact that you know these brands all have major representation throughout the professional sport um it only makes sense to give them all an opportunity to develop and put out an electric version of their bike um either way i think that this is a good development um i think that listen whether you want to believe it or not, uh, it, it, it's very likely the future of the sport, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into that part of it, you know, in the second half of the podcast. But um, start now, start now with your futures. Start now and see how the competition goes. Let's see how these things perform and they ride on a lower stakes uh, stage. Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of the foot in the door. Yeah, I agree, and that's if if that's where the the sport is going. You really want these kids coming up to get used to that that vehicle because they're they're very very different. They're you know you don't have to shift, <laughs> right? You know that's a whole whole different ball game when you no longer have to shift. I know some of these people are using you know the um what are they called the clutches that you don't have to sh- that you don't have to pull a clutch or um clutchless clutchless transmissions yeah Yeah. um but this is on a totally totally different level there is no shifting there is no shifting it is a it is a uh even uh acceleration throughout right and there's no there's no ramp up either the only ramp up on on these things is built into them digitally you know the the power output on these is on or off whereas on on a uh, a Gas. combustion yep. engine there's the output is based off of the amount of gas That's that wow. you put into it right these can be set up so that it is binary either the power is full on or it's full off and any sliding scale that exists in between that is set up digitally so and and that presents a couple of interesting options as far as the rider goes right so um there's no power band Right. Right. Because of that, you know, smooth, even distribution. Um, but if the rider, if, you know, if these things are, are, 
programmable, I guess, um, you can tune that to your need. You can make it feel exactly like you're used to. Exactly. Or if you feel like, as will very likely be the case, you can tweak it to give you an advantage in acceleration, for example. Um, obviously, too much acceleration would be, you know. Yeah, you're on dirt. You're, you're it, on dirt. You're yeah. not going to go anywhere. Um, but the idea being that you can maybe start from a place that's comfortable. Right. And then tweak the settings more so than you can on a combustion engine to give you more of more power, more acceleration, more, you know, top end, whatever it is you're looking for from that initial setting. But the options become limitless at that point. Yeah. And, and way cheaper, you know, when you're talking about some of these, some of these bikes that these, we we have been talking about it. Some of the bikes that some of these riders are on the, the, in order for them to get from a stock bike to where they are, they're investing thousands and thousands of dollars in parts in order to get it to where it is. And if you're talking about the difference between investing thousands of dollars into your bike or just plugging your bike into a laptop and just changing it digitally, yeah, that's that's a big difference. It's a huge difference. And so I, I'm wondering, what are the price points? I, I don't know if this is something we looked up. I, I apologize. I should have got this before. But what are the price points on, let's say, just like consumer level um, uh, EVs? And they're com and they're comparable um, combustion bikes. So, so maybe just I don't know. Is it a KTM? As KTM an is basically um, as far as dirt bikes go. KTM is really the only player. Um, we were just looking up Alta before. If any of you guys are familiar with Alta, it's a company out of California. Was was a company out of California that were making really really awesome bikes. I've been following Alta for years and loved loved the bikes that they were putting out. Um, and if you're not familiar with this, I'll, I'll just dive into this really quick. Alta, um, Harley, Harley invested in Alta last year in 2018. And, um, and as far as I can see, that investment, the Harley investment in Alta was basically the beginning of the end for Alta. Um, yeah, it looked really good for them at first. It looked really good for them at first. I saw all of a sudden there's Alta teams at all of the, all of the West rides, um, there's Alta teams at, you know, a bunch of enduro races around the country. I'm starting to see more content being generated by people who ride Altas. Um, it just looked like they were starting to really take off, and that they were gonna they were gonna gain a foothold in not just the electric dirt bike industry, but in just the dirt bike industry as a whole. Um, and then in October. Um, Harley pulled funding from Alta and Alta closed its doors shortly thereafter. And then, um, then Harley really started taking off with their own electric dirt, their own electric motorcycle, um, production from that point on. Um, so going back to KTM, KTM, because Alta is out of business and please correct if, if, if I'm wrong, if there's some company out there that I'm not aware of. Please hit us up on Facebook and let us know what that company is because I love, love the prospect of electric dirt bikes. And if there is a viable company out there that is not KTM, please let us know. Yeah, I mean, definitely let us know. But even even if there is, you know, it doesn't change kind of where, where we're going with this because right now, um, the big, we're talking about the big players in the game, right? Um, and KTM is, as far as electric bikes go, dirt bikes. <coughs> KTM is the player. I know you talk about Zero, but Zero was more street bikes, right? Um, or do they do dirt bikes too? They have some dual sport stuff. Okay, um, but nothing that is meant for for like you know racing. It's more of a dual sport. Like a... their their dual sports are more along the lines of like a BMW. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like adventure type. Yeah. Style things exactly. Um, as far as like putting it into a a highly competitive environment. It looks like KTM's are really kind of it right now, correct? Yeah, yeah. Is the, and that's that's something that you see in the industry. You know, there's there is a here here it is right here the KTM E Cross Center. There's a race every single year that um, KTM holds with electric dirt bikes, and every single dirt bike there is is it's KTM. It's a KTM. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting. It, it, idea though because if so let's say the futures do start 
you know, forcing these other brands to come out with their own versions of, of these electric bikes. And now you have the big players all with electrics and futures. Um, does that open the door for brands like Zero and formerly Alta or, you know, comparable companies to get in? Is that, is that a, a path for them to get into this sport, maybe sponsoring a team in futures with their electric bike? So like you have the Zero team going against the KTM team. Does that allow the sports um, manufacturer teams to grow? Do you um, think that, or do you think it's still going to be pretty restrictive as far as you probably get to ride one of the big brands and that's basically it? Well, uh, and I'm starting to see some of the smaller dirt bike brands, even with combustion engines, are really, um, they're starting to pick up the amount of... Uh, you've, mentioned, uh, you've been mentioning Sherco to me Sherco, Sherco, yeah. which has been making a huge push in the United States for the past two years now. Um, that's something that my dad and I had talked about, you know, we, jo- we had joked about making, uh, a, uh, Sherco dealership. Uh, and I, I still try to convince him all the time that, you know, maybe, maybe you should do that. And when I talked to him about it, like two years ago, there was like, what, there was like 10 or 12 dealers in, in the, the entire United States. Yeah. And now there's like over a hundred of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely pushing. So, I mean, there's already we're already seeing, like you said, the smaller brands kind of making a push. I just feel like there are some brands like Zero who are focused entirely on the electronic side of things that could probably take advantage of the opportunity to get a team in and promote their bikes through futures. Since right. that's going to be, you know, so I feel like that's a good opportunity to open the doors to some other brands and manufacturers coming in. Right. Yeah, and and KTM's making a lot of new electric bikes different versions of it um the one i'm actually i got an article right here it says uh electric ktm free ride finally coming to the united states that's may last last year um so i am assuming the free ride exc uh, and they're saying that this comes in at eighty two hundred dollars so that's pretty reasonable. That is, I mean, and that's the thing. You got to look at what you're saving on in other aspects too when you're getting an electric bike. Uh, fuel maintenance is a little. I mean, maintenance might be uh, more expensive when you do need to maintain, um, but you're not. There's so much that you don't have to do as far as maintenance on an electric right. bike. So actually, before we get too far into like you know the sport itself and how electric feels, you've spent a lot of time. Um, researching and looking into, like you said, you're a huge, huge, huge fan of electric dirt bikes. Well, so why don't you talk a little bit? Can you talk a little bit about uh, a gen? Because I haven't, for anybody who else who hasn't done a lot of the research, what are the, really some of the big? Uh, we know the big, biggest difference: combustion versus electric. Yeah. But some of the big performance differences, some of the uh, what, what are some of the differences between the two? Why would somebody um, choose to go? the route of the electric dirt bike versus a traditional combustion engine if that was a choice that they were thinking about making all right so um there's a few differences uh one is range um the range is still at an advantage towards combustion okay um if you're if you're talking about the alta the alta team did erzenberg last year and those riders had to stop like the the combustion riders that sometimes they stop to to put some gas in, but they don't always. Um, whereas the Alta riders had to stop three or four times to change battery packs out. Um, so that's one that's one big difference. Uh, weight is another one. Weight is still something that is being worked on by the electric companies um, and mostly the battery companies. And actually, the article that I sent you this morning is very relevant to that. Um, so there's this new technology that that has come out in the battery industry, yeah, solid state, solid state batteries, batteries yeah. which is really going to change the game once it becomes a mainstream thing because it's going to allow more power output at a lower weight cost. Because um, that's the and so that's that is the biggest problem as far as the weight part of the electric bikes is the battery is just so heavy. Um, I think range is the bigger problem. Uh, and it, it's because of the amount of power that can be output by these these electric bikes. The amount of power that can be output far, far outweighs the amount of weight on the bikes. 
Okay, so so the power to weight ratio is not an issue on these things. No, no. Okay, the power so, to weight ratio is not an issue. The issue is having to change out battery packs. Well, and and I think just handling the bike as a human, like you know, if you're if when your bike is heavier, it is going to be more wear and tear on your body handling a larger bike. Even though that power, you know, you're 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 leaning into things, you're 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 putting the bike where you want to. Um, I feel like you know, if it's heavier, it's going to tax you physically more right um so the weight is definitely a disadvantage there but you're right the power to weight ratio is not it's not an issue with these things these things are very fast they are very powerful yeah and the weight stuff it depending on how the bike is engineered the weight stuff can be masked if it's if it's a very very well balanced bike the weight the weight's a non-issue um the and another thing that has vastly vastly improved in the last couple of years is um the weatherproofing of the batteries okay. you know, when electric dirt bikes first became a thing they were sh- the, you know every time a bike went through a puddle it was shorting yeah and um which is obviously for a dirt bike <laughs> right. that you're taking through trails and all sorts of weather conditions a huge 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 drawback yeah not an not an issue anymore okay um so those are really the biggest issues. Uh, d- as far as diving into what the maintenance is on an electric motorcycle, I honestly don't. I haven't di- I haven't taken a deep dive into them enough to to know what the difference is between the um, uh, the maintenance between the two of them. I know that the batteries. The batteries, so if you're going to do a race, obviously you're going to want two or three batteries to finish sure. a race out. Sure. Um, and the batteries can cost, uh, I think on the KTMs, the last time I saw, they were like three, $400 a piece. Um, so not, not inexpensive. Right. They're not inexpensive. But if you have three or four batteries now, you are, you know, in theory, those batteries, one, are lasting longer because you're swapping them in and out and they're not continuously getting used. Right. Um. Two, that's it. That's a that's a one time purchase. So that this is what I'm curious about, um, and it's something that we should we should definitely look into now that we're talking about it. And if you're listening, um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Thirty six hundred dollars for a spare battery. Apologize. All right. So they're really expensive. They're really expensive. Okay. So that 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 changes the game a little bit too. So my question would be, right. Let's let's call the initial investment even. It's not, but let's call the inv- initial investment even. Um, what are and I'm asking this is something we should probably look into. And if somebody's listening and they know this, uh, definitely give us the answer. If you've had an electric bike or if you've done this research, I want I would like to know in comments and things like that. Um, what is the like per year maintenance costs of each of these? Right. So you make your initial investment. Um, let's say you, you splurge for a, another backup battery or two, if you have that kind of extra money. Right. Um, now you have, so you're set up, right? You have your two or three batteries. You've got your bike. It's all good to go. It's brand new off the shelf, or you've got your four stroke or your two stroke, whichever one, uh, probably two stroke because the maintenance tends to be a little bit easier. Uh, over the course of the next five years, which one is going to cost more to maintain? And that, that's, that's something I really would like to know because, as we're going to get into in the second half, if we're talking about electric bikes being kind of the future of the sport, um, if the maintenance overall is less and the cost over the course of a certain period of time on an electric bike is less, then um, anybody who says that we should go back to two strokes because of the cost should also be arguing for electric vehicles. Right. Um, because maintenance is a huge issue on yeah. these bikes. I mean, you're, you're, you're putting these things through the ringer theoretically and every season um they need to be maintained and how much does that cost how much does new parts cost how much does you know all all these other aspects of maintaining your bike you obviously don't have to worry about things like uh uh, uh, oil and fuel and fuel injectors new injectors and spark plugs right you're not doing any of that on an electric bike but is the cost of these spare batteries or maintenance on other things that could go wrong? Because now, obviously, you have to go to some kind of certified mechanic, right? You're probably not working on an electric bike yourself, right? So, what is the cost of that? And if it does it even out, does it does it not really uh, justify itself as far as cost goes? Um, those are things I'd really, really like to look into, and maybe that's something that we can kind of bring up again after some research or some some conversations with some of the listeners. Yeah, um, I think the only relevant piece of information that I can bring to that is has to do with Tesla. Um, I remember reading an article that talked about over the lifetime of 
owning a Tesla versus owning a, a conventional combustion engine. Um, when you factor in all maintenance, including um, refueling, then the, the cost of maintaining a Tesla costs about seven cents on the dollar as compared to a combustion engine. That is a significant, significant savings. Now, again, you are, you're riding these things through rocks, dirt, mud. Um, what are the potentials? Like, I'm curious, what are the potentials for an electric bike to have something go wrong with a rock gets stuck in a certain spot or anything? And then does that mean taking the bike completely apart and taking it to somebody that's going to cost, you know, $80, $80 an hour to have them maintain and re- repair, you know, your electric bike? And right. how often does that happen? If it happens every once in a while and it, and it doesn't outweigh the cost of maintaining a two-stroke, then obviously that is the benefit there. Right. So, well, there, there, that right there is another benefit. When you're talking about a combustion engine, obviously you're talking about harnessing a bunch of mini explosions within an, a metal casing. Um, cooling and the atmosphere in which that engine has to exist has to be in kind of an open environment. Right. You know, there's there's really only so much that you can do to enclose your 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 engine portion of your your dirt bike with these electric dirt bikes. The battery is completely enclosed. You're sitting on top of the battery, and everything within your drivetrain is completely enclosed in a metal surrounding. So that that the part that you're talking about having like skid plates and everything like that, and and your your it's engine and your exhaust getting, getting banged around doesn't happen. Anymore. I will say the one thing that I can actually contribute to this conversation, and, and this may have changed, and, and if you know that it's changed, let me, know, let me know. But I do recall when this was really first starting to become like a really big thing that people were talking about, uh, heat was an issue. Uh, these things were getting really hot. I mean, you've seen a battery when you're when you're when it's in high use. Now you're talking about a really big battery with a lot of power behind it. Right. I remember that some of the riders were saying, uh, like the test riders that were kind of doing their reviews, were saying that after a certain amount of time, the heat was getting to be too much for them to handle on their legs. Like it was, right. it was legitimately burning their legs. Now, if that's something that's obviously been worked out then not an issue. But if that's something that is going to continue to be an issue with electric bikes, that is not a small issue when you're talking about, you know, a professional rider, a long-term use, you're damaging your legs through (laughs) just sheer heat. And now these things already put off heat, you know, combustion engines also put off heat, but this was like apparently a significant difference in heat. Yeah. um, Well, I, I think the, the difference is now versus when that was, it's just the, the progress that we've made as far as the battery technology goes right these lithium ion batteries now flat out they they don't give off nearly as much heat as they as they did even five years ago so uh the battery technology going into that i I did some research massive batteries putting out a lot of power though so it's probably still going to be some level there's definitely i'm just wondering how how significant it is well i i in the last time i know the the alta bikes i think they were water-cooled they were starting to become water cooled, yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, and um, and they they started using some sort of a uh, um, this certain type of metal that disperses heat. Um, so as putting the enclosure, heat, putting heat sinks. Yeah, the enclosure is the heat sink. Okay. Right. That's yeah, but wouldn't that uh, aren't your legs right up against that enclosure? That is uh, your heat sink. It depends on it depends on what I guess the design and the yeah. So and it's, yeah, that's it's, something that I'd, I'd actually like to look more into, especially after again reading that article about um, the solid state batteries this morning. There, it's like that could be a game changer for dirt bikes. Absolutely. Oh, it's a, it's the the solid state battery. It um it who is apparently the guy who created the solid state battery. Um, his team created the solid state battery. Is the same guy who invented the lithium-ion battery in the 70s. No way. He's still 90, at it. 96 He's years still old. Still at it. That's amazing. Yeah, so that is, it's, not, amazing. it's not just going to change the game for dirt bikes. That's, no, no, that'll no, change no. the game I, for yeah, like, a, the world. That's a game changer for everything, considering the amount of technology we use that uses batteries. Cell, right. cell phones, laptops, um, everything ever yeah. that is not constantly plugged Dude, in. It's, you got to read that article. I, I'll, I'll absolutely He also read the invented article. RAM, by the way. So this guy is just like a technological hero. Yeah. This is amazing. So, But obviously I was trying to, you know, in the specific instance of dirt bikes, this is absolutely a game changer if they can implement that and they can get the same level of power, maybe longevity from these solid states. Um, 
you know, and, and you're talking about mitigating some of the big drawbacks that we're talking about right now. Right. Next thing you know, there are no drawbacks to this, maybe outside of price. Right. Um, so speaking of moving <coughs> forward and into the future, um, I want to talk about something that is, I know going to be, and in fact, it should probably just be a, a poll for this week. Okay. Um, the future of electric dirt bikes at the professional level in these sports, but we're going to get to it after we take a break. When you look at how um, motocross and supercross at a professional level have evolved over the course of the past call it 10, 20, 30, 40 years, um, there are constant changes. The biggest one in, in my time, our time, um, being the shift from two-stroke to four-stroke. Right. There was resistance, right? There still there is. There still is resistance. There is a massive amount of resistance. But the sport moved in that direction. In general, people have accepted that that, accepted that, that is where the sport is. Um, you know, they were built as cleaner, um, you know, more powerful or easier to ride. Well, you know, all these, all these advantages that were significant, obviously the price was a big reason the manufacturers wanted to push them. That in mind, are we going to... And if we are, because I know what I think my answer is, um, when will we see electric dirt bikes take over the sport and replace two and four strokes? First of all, I'm going to answer the first question. Yes. Yes, it's going. I, I feel like there it is an inevitability. The question is not if, it is when. Yes, I agree. Um, in motocross and supercross, though, I, I think something interesting. Um, I think there will be another sport that creeps up before that happens so what i mean by that is i think that there will be another league outside of motocross and supercross competitor that becomes an all electric all electric dirt bike um uh organization that happens before motocross and supercross become all electric but yeah, I, I agree. It's it's inevitable that um, that there it, it's all going to be electric eventually, and it it's not just it, it like the the combustion engine as it stands, its days are numbered. Well, look, it's, it's getting into a little bit more of a meta uh, kind of discussion here. If you're looking at society as a whole, first of all, the combustion engine is dated technology as it is. I mean, right. I know they're constantly making improvements to it, and that's what that's what's happening. These these cars are becoming more efficient and and you know powerful and vehicles and all that. Um, we should have and had the capability to shift to electric and alternative power for vehicles in general years ago. Right. So. Um, Companies like Tesla and on two wheels like Zero, Alta at one point, uh, KTM is is obviously been a huge proponent of it, even though they're still making their combustion bikes. Um, this is the way we are heading because Tesla did to uh, the motor industry what KTM is starting to do in in, in a sense to the dirt bike industry, um, and that is. What happened this year? And actually, it was just recently. I think it was just the other day. Uh, was it Ford, BMW, Mercedes? Like a few of these manufacturers have finally announced they're all electric competitors to Tesla. Yep. They finally did it. It took them a while. They probably should have got out ahead of the game and saw this coming. But we, you and I talked about this. We, we said, like, at what point do these other manufacturers say, we need to jump on that train because that's where it's heading. They were going. And slowly, slowly. I think we will eventually just completely creep away from fuel-based combustion engines and go into electric vehicles. It's just – it's the future. It is the way technology is moving. Right. So – And it's also what society is calling for because it is – you know, there there's – somewhere down the line how you produce the energy in which your electric vehicle uses, yeah, there is going to be some sort of a – some sort of a drawback because we're still reliant on the way on, fossil, on fuels. fossil fuel industry. But, absolutely. But as far as what our vehicles are actually emitting, it's, it is a much cleaner way of doing it. And as far as what society is calling for, that's, well, that's – And it's perception too. That even yeah. if buying a Tesla, you're, you're the carbon footprint of that particular Tesla might be higher than a combustion engine as far as it, how it was manufactured. There's the perception that I'm yeah. driving a Tesla, so I'm doing more for the environment. And right. that perception alone is a very powerful one. Yeah. So now let's shift that conversation back to the sport. 
it only follows that as uh, look at dirt bikes from 40 years ago. Those things wouldn't stand up to what we're riding now. Right. They're not even close. So these things continuously were improved upon. They were uh, iterated on and technology got better and more efficient. And there was and, competition and between there was them. Competition between them. And now you're looking at KTM throwing out these electric bikes and like, hey, guys, check out what we got. Check right. out what we got. Check out what we got. And then if you're talking about this futures thing, it's clear to me that – Somebody in charge somewhere recognizes that this is going to be the future of not just the sport, but of our society. Right. And they should probably start considering the shift. Even if they start laying the groundwork now and the shift doesn't happen for 10 years, 20 years, whatever it is. I think it might be sooner than that, um, than 20. Yeah, me too. I, I, I think 10 is probably a fair, like, I, if you were, to, if I were to come back to this podcast in 10 years, I feel I could be like, see, I was right. Right. Um, somewhere in that range. Um it's definitely going that way, and I think it should. Yeah. Oh, well, as long as the technology is there, I think it should. What I don't want to see is is the, you know, the sport shift over to, to this thing because of pressure by society, even though the technology isn't there. Sure. Well, yeah, because then the sport loses um... – it loses something. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it suddenly it feels like it's taking taking a step backwards. Right. Now, um, there is going to be some serious pushback. Serious pushback. I, I mean, probably definitely more pushback from for this change than there was for the two to four. Show. Definitely, and a big a big part of that is going to be um, the same problem that people have with just electric vehicles as a whole. You lose the visceral experience of the combustion engine that people love. They love the sound. They love the feel, the vibration. And um, it's just something that is it, – it's part of the experience of riding a dirt bike that you are definitely going to lose. And I think that's going to play a big part in in the pushback of uh, – of adopting the electric dirt bike. Yeah. And you know, it, it's something I didn't even think about, but you're absolutely right. The visceral kind of, you know, it, you know, how many times are we like out in, in somewhere and you just you hear it off in the distance and you go, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh I know what that is too. That's a, that's a two stroke. Sounds probably like a four fifty Cause you just, you recognize the, Oh, I mean, sorry, the, the four stroke four, whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm just throwing numbers out there, but you get the idea of like, you start recognizing the sound and then when you're on it, you get the feel and it's just, it's the vibration. You're right. It is very, very visceral. And the, when, when I've watched, uh, some of those KTM, the E-Cross kind of things, it was weird. Yeah. It's so it was weird. Just, it was dead silent. Right. These, you could, it was you, almost like, where's my audio? Right. Yeah, you're like, where's my audio? Like, I'm not getting any sound. And these dudes are just whipping around this track. There's four or five bites all bunched up together. And yeah. you're like, you expect to have that sound coming through. And it's just like this weird disconnect kind of a thing. And all, definitely... you, all you hear is like a couple of, you know, remote control cars come by basically <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's it, it is weird because you know you think back to just going to the track and being there when and watching a race and you've got bikes flying by and you can it's just feel oh. you can feel the rumble in and your it's chest the atmosphere yeah you're definitely gonna lose that so the the question is um how do you overcome that? Can you overcome that? What What is – because, again, I think we both agree it is going to happen. Yeah. Um, for better or worse and whether people want to or they're happy about it or not, it's going to happen. This is the future of the sport. How do you still somehow, some way give people anywhere even close to the visceral kind of uh, animalistic nature of riding a two, two-wheeled combustion engine. Right. Yeah, you're, you'd have to do it digitally. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think it's just going to be – it's going to be something that people are just going to have to give up at some point. And the biggest reason – this is a perfect segue to the last part of what I want to talk about as far as electric dirt bikes goes – the biggest reason people will be willing to give up that visceral experience is for accessibility of where they can ride an electric dirt bike versus the uh, the combustion dirt bikes. Now, I haven't looked up looked into this in all fifty states. 
Um, I've looked into this in um, Massachusetts and Rhode Island. And as far as the off-road um, vehicle laws go in Massachusetts and Rhode Island, if you are on an electric dirt bike, you fall under the same category as somebody who is riding a bicycle on the trail. So those laws that you have limiting where you can ride a dirt bike do not apply. do not apply to you if you're not using a combustion dirt bike That's... so so i do think the laws will probably catch up eventually i do think that with electric dirt bikes even when the laws do catch up they're going to be far less stringent, stringent than they are on combustion dirt bikes and i think that's something that people are going to be Willing to trade for the visceral experience of having a, a combustion engine. And shouldn't you? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's about getting on two wheels and ripping through some trails. Yeah. Or on a track. You know, whatever your preferred method of, of riding is. That's what it's about. You know, um, just 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 being out there and riding and, and, and hitting those, those banks and those turns and going over the rocks or the jumps or the whoops or whatever, you know. That's all that's what it's about is riding. So if moving towards electric is a way for you to have more places and opportunities to ride at your leisure, and then factor back into something we were talking about in the first half is the cost. At some point, I am certain that the cost of maintaining an electric vehicle is going to be far less than maintaining a two or four stroke dirt right. bike. Um, and if that's the case, so let's say the price point is similar again, and the maintenance, maintenance is lower on an electric. And now you factor in laws, local laws, at least in our area, this is a huge, huge part of it. We have what three places that we can realistically yeah, get where to, in to Rhode ride. Island. We have nowhere. Zero. There's nowhere. We have to go up to Massachusetts. So factor in that we could go anywhere. It costs less on a yearly, uh, uh budget to maintain, it is technically more powerful. The power to, power to rate ratio is there. So you trade some of that visceral experience. Um, how could you not vote for this to be the future? I, I think stubbornness. This, stubbornness is a huge part of it, and that's where I want to make this point. If you were one of these people who argued with me over the course of those few weeks when we were doing the two versus four stroke, that told me the biggest detriment to the sport. In, as far as the shift to four-stroke went, was price because they're pricing out people who want to get into the sport. If that was your argument, then you should also be a proponent of electric vehicles because if you're pricing people out and they can't ride and then electric vehicles become less to maintain, um, they're still going to be expensive to buy. Dirt bikes in general are just expensive to buy, especially if you want a brand new one. Yeah. Um, but maintenance is a huge cost factor, and you have more places to ride. That's not a limiting factor anymore. Suddenly now you can get more people into riding because they can go anywhere to ride. If that was your argument to me, then you also should be – you're not going to be. They're not going to be. these two. A lot of the two-stroke arguing people are very kind of uh, stubborn, like you said, yeah. in, in their desire to uh, keep things in a certain way. But I'm just letting you know that there's a hypocrisy there. Right. If you're using that as your argument, then you should also be arguing for electric vehicles. And I think that's kind of where I stand, where um, I love the sound, the smell, the the feeling of a combustion engine. That You're never, ever going to be able to recreate that, even if you just put a speaker in the back of your bike <laughs> that plays the sound, which – might actually it happen might, at that's, some point. Just, somebody, somebody will try to do that. I guarantee. Somebody will definitely try to do that. And you know what? Maybe it helps a little bit. Maybe the sound kind of triggers something. Or maybe they put a freaking like giant vibrating something under the seat right. to give you the – Whatever it is. Like you can try to recreate it. You're not going to. But I think that that's okay because the benefits um, in cost and availability and – uh, availability of places to ride uh, availability for bikes right now is still fairly limited because yeah. it's not it hasn't completely taken off yet but my vote is this is the way to go yeah that's it's a trade-off my, i'm willing to make it's my vote as well 
if for nothing else than just the accessibility. Right. I mean, I'm trying to. Fa- I agree. The accessibility alone is 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 probably your your deciding factor, is it not? Right. But if you want to also factor in other things, maintenance is going to be. If it's not now, it will be less than combustion engine. It's just flat out going to be. Yeah. Technology is moving at too fast a pace for it not to be. If it's not now, next year, the year after, right. it's going to be less to maintain. The price point you just looked up. That's. That was, what was it? Eighty two hundred? You said eighty two hundred is what they have for is the free ride. Is that not less than yeah. some of KTM's four stroke bikes? Yeah, they're over ten grand, are they not? Yeah. So if you get a four fifty, a four fifty say XCW, um, or an EXC because the XCW is gone, I think. Um, you're talking somewhere in the eleven, eleven, twelve 10, range, ten to eleven. Um, and so you, oh, okay, well the battery too. Okay, so you're spending the same amount if you factor in getting a backup battery. Um, you're spending the same amount, about 11, 11 grand for a bike that is going to be less to maintain, um, and that you can ride every, to me that the cost is not a factor in this. It, it can't, I don't think it can be a factor in this. Um, as far as, you know, whether or not it's a better, better or worse option, because like you said, if I'm going to go right now, if I have $12,000 in my pocket, which I do not uh, feel free to donate to the Steve Needs $12,000 fund. <laughs> if I had $12,000 in my pocket right now and I went down to our local uh, Razies yep. and was looking at those two bikes and those two options. Um, you can either I, get you can either get the, the KTM 4-stroke 450 or you can get the KTM Freeride EXC with an extra battery. With an extra battery. And I'm looking at those two options, and then I look at my local laws here in Rhode Island and then Massachusetts and, hell, even Connecticut, and I look at those laws, and I look at where I can ride, and then you know, I do some research as far as maintenance goes or, you know, raise these if, if they're selling the electric bikes, they probably have mechanics and things that can fix them. And I ask, you know, what's the price this and that? And I don't have to change spark plugs. And I don't got to do all this. And look, at this point, yeah, I'm probably leaning towards the electric vehicle, the, yeah. the, the EV. I'm, I'm leaning towards that electric dirt bike. And um you know, that might be personal preference. I'm not quite clearly. I, we've, made, we've made clear with the arguments I've gotten into with people that I'm not quite as uh, stubborn and old school. And I'm, I'm not trying to doubt. I'm not trying to insult these people. Like, you're into what you're into. You believe what you believe. You want. You want. All I'm saying is that I just lean in a different direction there. In that, for me, it's the future. Yeah. And I want to get on board with that. Yep, I agree. I'm with you on that one. Um, yeah, I'm just excited. I'm I'm excited to see where this goes because, um, that again they didn't. They didn't give an official this is happening next year for the futures. Um, I kind of hope it does. I, I do, hope it does, I do. too. It Because there, what's going to happen is the other manufacturers are really going to have to dive into this. And if the other manufacturers dive into this, then we're going to see some real impressive strides being made because they're all going to be competing with each other. We need to drop the weight. We need to have better battery life. We need a better power to weight ratio. We yep. need better programming behind the scenes. Uh, all of that is going to be uh, improved drastically faster because the competition will be higher. Right. Well, hey, you know, I want to buy the Cowie because the Cowies have a better weight, you know, weight distribution, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I'm. Ex- I'm also excited to see what a race looks like. With all electric vehicles. Right. I want to see if it's just, is it so far removed from what we're used to that it's almost like, ah, uh, this is weird. Or is it like, okay, okay, you know what? I can I can get on board with this. Like, I want to see what is that, how how long will it take to get used to an all electric race? Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It'll be a while. You know, I've, I've watched a couple of the all electric races and as far as the performance goes, on, obviously on the KTMs, um, and actually, even Alta, the Alta bikes at Erzenberg, I watched pr- a, probably an hour or two worth of content that they generated off of their racers, their riders riding at Erzenberg. And it's not something where you can, like, if you don't have the audio on and you're just watching these guys ride their, their electric dirt bikes. You can't see the difference. You can't see the difference. The bikes, the bikes work the same way. They're, it's the visceral experience that you lose when you turn on the you turn on the audio and all of a sudden it's zing (laughs) zing. and you're like what yeah it'll definitely take some getting used to um how much do you think we're gonna get um some absolute 
hate mail irate <laughs> responses to some of the stuff we're saying about these things like i i feel like there are going to be people who are very very um they hold that visceral experience and they're what they love about writing very very dearly and even though we're putting things out there like cost and accessibility of writing areas i feel like we're gonna get a lot of pushback on on this which is okay i again i want that that conversation needs to happen yeah i mean these it's the same i think i think it's probably going to be somewhere around a 50 50 split because i think ultimately dirt bike riders for the most part are just concerned about when is the next time i can ride and where am i going and where am i going and I think when you factor that part into it, it becomes a much more compelling argument in favor of the. It's. It, 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 let's go. Let's again, real quick before we before we wrap this up. Let's go back to talking about electric cars versus combustion car. Mm-hmm. You can. Either, I'm. Um, there are there are people who spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on their combustion cars to make them as fast as possible and they buy and they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on these supercars with you know a thousand horsepower on them and they they run a quarter mile in you know a tick under 10 or or they they go zero to 60 in in like 4.4.3 right. 4.4 seconds ridiculously fast you could spend all that money or you could go to Tesla and get a Model S or a Model X and which is in their SUV and outperform every outperform single one every of single. Those. So there there was there's a video online of a um it was a Model X racing against a Lotus which is a small yep. supercar. Yeah, the, uh, the Elise? The Elise, yeah. And um, they they did a quarter mile drag first, and the Model X, which is an SUV, absolutely blew the Lotus <laughs> off the line. Then, not only that, after they did that initial, they put a trailer on the Model X and put another Lotus on the trailer, and they basically finished at the same time. That's incredible. I remember you telling me about this. I, I want to find the video and put a link up so people know we're not bullshitting. Right. Because that's, that's incredible. And it shows you the power. And by the way, cost effectiveness, this is not a small factor. Right. Uh, the, how much is the Model S? The Well, the Model the Model S, I think if you get it like fully maxed out, I want to say it's somewhere around like 130 or something like that. The Lotus, the Lotus has got to be more expensive than that. Damn, I'm wondering. I don't. I, I. I don't know, but it's at least comparable and it outperforms it. Lotus at least price. What do we got? Between eighty-seven and one hundred and seven. Okay, so it's definitely more expensive. Fine, um, but that level of outperforming when you can drag a Lotus behind you and still finish at the same time as that Lotus, then, right? <laughs> you know, you're you're saying something for performance. Abs- absolutely. So the um, the the lowest. Model S costs seventy five thousand dollars. There you go. I think that's your answer. And uh, oh, by the way, did you see? Did you see? Just real quick. There's been memes all over of the new Tesla truck design yeah. that looked like it's from the original PlayStation era <laughs> um, polygons. Yeah. Like there's people they 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 uh, photoshopped like Halo characters into it, so it looks like a Halo. That's thing. amazing. It looks like it came out of a video game that some kid like just drew it as. Yeah, it's Why, hilarious. You know what? This is this is something that I, this is a complete tangent on electric vehicles. I don't understand where these manufacturers are coming from. There is a, there has been an evolution in the design of vehicles, and it's a pretty slow evolution. You know, they'll, they, it changes. Sometimes they, they get a little bit more boxy. Sometimes they get a little bit more rounded. I don't understand where in the world these design teams for these electric vehicles are coming from. Even in Tesla, you, you have some beautiful, beautiful sports cars out there. Like even some of the you know the the American muscle cars, mm-hmm. and then they make their electric vehicles and they look like 
just Toyotas. To- yeah, they, <laughs> they 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 just look stupid. I don't understand what the big deal is. Make an electric car that just looks like a car. Just like make. The, I, I happen to love the Model S. I think the Model that, S I think is cool. The Model S is because an it awesome looks, looking car. It looks like a car. Yeah. It, it, well, that's and that was the whole point of the truck. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what is the point of this design? Like, it looks like a tank. Yeah. You know. And I didn't see the presentation. I don't know what the justification was. And, and Elon actually tweeted out. He was like, "Yeah, I did it for the memes," <laughs> which is something Elon would totally do. Um, no, you're right. And I, I don't know if that the the other Tesla truck that was that like a, a prototype or a concept or if that's something. You know, what the big pickup one yeah. that was out there that actually looked like a normal pickup. That thing, I would buy that. In a heartbeat, that thing is gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely, uh, you're right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand where they're coming from, man. They, it just doesn't make any sense. But the point is, electric vehicles uh, far outperform combustion. Their combustion counterparts, yeah. even if they are slightly more expensive, you're still talking about savings on gas. Um, the amount the amount of money, like you plug it in, uh, and, and the and the difference in your electric bill. I actually remember looking this up when we first were talking about getting the uh, the Model Threes. Yeah, we want we want both wanted Model Threes. And we looked it up, and they're like, "Well, you know, you're saving on gas, but your electric bill is going to go up because you got to charge a car every night." People said it was what was like a less than seven yeah. percent increase in their electric bill right. for a fully charged car every charging it every single night every time it was home plugging it in it was like a less than seven percent increase in their electric bill and you're not spending twenty to forty dollars a week on gas right. that is a ridiculous amount of savings and it's the type of thing that. To bring it back to the dirt bikes and wrap this all up, it is the type of thing that is going to provide a huge advantage for dirt bike riders moving forward. Yeah. Boom. I did it. I took our tangent. I brought it back in. High five, Steve. Boom. I don't have anything else, buddy. I think we kind of covered it. Um, the poll. What's the poll going to be for this week? Yeah. I um, Let's just make it simple. Do you think that electric dirt bikes are the future of motocross and supercross? I love it. I love it. And I think you're right. I'm going to go. My Here's my prediction. Um, and we won't. Right. Well, I wonder <laughs> if people are going to listen to my prediction and try to poop me wrong. Um, I'm going to go that it is like 56 to 57% no because of the sheer stubbornness of people. All right. Um, it's going to be close, maybe 55, like somewhere in that range, like just over 50% range. No, I'm going to lean no. Um, but then I think you're going to get a lot of those comment caveats where it's like, well, I voted no, but right. I admit that it's probably going to happen anyway. You right. know what I mean? Like, so that's, that's where I think it's going to happen. That's my prediction. I actually was thinking 57% in favor of yes. So we'll see. Probably also with caveats, like yeah. I'm voting yes, but I don't want it to happen. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. So that's going to be the poll this week. You got anything else you wanted to throw out there? That's it, man. Man, it's good to be back. I know you know we took had to take a week off, a little bit of a uh, little mini vacation there, but we're back. We're going strong, and we are inching ever closer to the next Supercross season. I cannot wait. We got some interesting topics lined up for the next few episodes, and uh, even if you know, let's see how the discussion goes on this poll um, over the course of the week. If if people want to bring up points, and you know, there's a chance we can continue this discussion next week, but I think you know we, we have some other topics we want to get to as well. So, um, that's it, man. That is it. Good, good to be back. Good we'll, to be back. We will see you uh, next week, next Sunday, or Monday is when we put these up, yep. right? So uh, talk to you guys next Monday. All right. Peace. Later.